If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I am coming at you this week with the topic, how to stay positive during a breakup. And I wanted to start it off with a quick disclaimer. So, Yes, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to stay positive and bring positivity into your life when you're going through a breakup. However, I also want you to know that it is 100% normal to not feel positive. It's normal to feel like your life is just one giant dark hole. And by no means do I want to communicate that you should be feeling happy and positive all the time after your breakup. But my intention with this episode is giving you some tools and some tips on how you can sprinkle in a little positivity here and there because it is still possible. And even though most, you know, even if a majority of the time you're feeling super down, it's good to have, you know, this list in your breakup toolkit to make sure you have some ability to foster uh, optimism, foster positivity. So because a breakup is such a dark time, I'm going to go over my tips today on how you can bring more of that light in. So I'm going to share six tips with you guys today. I think what you'll notice across my episodes is you'll start to hear some similarities. A lot of what I'm talking about comes down to the same kinds of tips, but I want to, it's important to repeat them because they are all very important. And sometimes we need to hear things a few times before we actually start doing them. So I think you'll start to notice some repetition in the the tools that I'm sharing, but they all have, but my goal is to share one specific focuses, like you know, today we're going to focus on positivity. It might be the same tools as to, you know, how do you just survive a breakup? But, um, so I'm going to frame it in a different way each time. And also sometimes I just need to keep telling you guys this over and over again, because I know from personal experience 
Sometimes it takes hearing something quite a few times before it gets into my head or before it actually prompts me to take an action. So let's hop into the tips. This first one, you probably have already heard it from me, but the first tip is going to be doing gratitude lists. No matter how good our life is after a like before a breakup, the second a breakup hits, everything just looks negative, everything looks really dark, and the focus of or the purpose of gratitude lists in my experience is that by writing a regular gratitude list, it forces me to look at the good things in my life because just because yes, your relationship is gone and there are a lot of reasons to feel down, but all of the other good things that you had in your life before the breakup, they're still there. We just need to shine a light on those things. It's easy to only focus on the negative and then everything looks negative, but don't forget that sometimes we just need a bit of a perspective shift to remind us of the good things. So by writing a regular gratitude list, and by regular, I mean daily, it's going to force you if you know you have to write this list at night, it's going to force you to look to make you look out for those good things throughout the day. And I think the typical things on the list are fine, you know, health, a house, a roof over my head, kind of those big picture things, but for me, what has worked particularly well is looking out for really specific instances. For example, you know, I thought I was going to be late to this appointment, but I made all the green lights and I got there on time. Like really specific things that happen within that 24-hour period that will really make you look and it will also remind you that good things are still happening around you. Every day, write down five things. You can write down more than five, but at a minimum, write down five things You've heard me say this before. If you can't think of five things, you're not thinking hard enough because there are always five good things that happen throughout a day. So gratitude list. You've also heard me say this before, but if you have some friends to do this with, that's even better. They are going to help hold you accountable. I am in a group text with friends where we do gratitude lists, and I also love being able to read all the good things that are happening in their life as well. Tip number two, this has to do with what we are consuming on a daily basis, not food-wise, but just what are we listening to, what are we watching. So this is positive music, positive TV shows, positive movies, really just being mindful of what you are consuming on on a regular basis, like media-wise. This is not the time to watch sappy movies. This is not a time, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, P.S. I Love You. I I cannot watch that movie without weeping, even if I'm not going through a breakup. So don't watch movies like that. This is a time to watch things that are positive. Comedy should be your very best friend on your Netflix account right now. Music-wise... For some people, I wouldn't even recommend listening to music. Like, don't put the radio on because it's likely you're going to hear you and your ex's song. So listen to stand-up comedy when you're in the car. You can do that on Spotify. You can do that on YouTube. But just really be intentional about the things that you are consuming throughout the day because they really do make a big difference. And 
laughter truly is the best medicine. So if you can make sure you're watching something on a daily basis that's going to make you laugh for that five seconds that you're laughing, you're not going to be thinking about your ex. You're going to be engaged with something that is going to lift your spirits immensely. Number three is be aware of the friends that you're spending time with. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I think just objectively, we all have certain friends, even if we love them and they're great friends. I'm not trying to say that that you have bad friends. What I am saying is we all have those friends that like to harp on the negative. They're the ones that want to kind of not mope with you, but they wanna they wanna vent with you. They will encourage you to say all of the negative things about your relationship and they'll say, you know, they'll say things like, I can't believe they did that to you. I'd be so pissed if I were you. They really just egg you on. They egg on your negative emotions. And they're probably doing it with really good intentions that they want you to see that it's a good thing that you're not in the relationship anymore. However, in the beginning, I really don't think that's something productive. So if you can take a mini break from seeing friends like that, where you're not having to participate in talking about how big of a jerk your ex is, because I don't know about you, but right after my breakup, my really good friend asked me to list out the things I didn't like about my ex and I couldn't think of anything. And that didn't make me feel good. That just made me feel worse because it felt like I was losing this great guy. So if you can be around friends that are going to uplift you, you guys can talk about things aside from your breakup or maybe talk about your actual healing from the breakup and not getting down into the negatives. And even if there are times that after a breakup, talking about the negatives are really beneficial and I talk about it here on this show. However, in the beginning when we're feeling really fragile and we are trying to add in as much positivity as we can, if you are, I'm going to get a little woo-woo for a second, but if you are staying in those like low negative vibes of talking badly about the relationship, it's probably just as a result going to bring down your spirits. And again, having low spirits after a breakup is normal, but it's just something to be aware of. So I want you to be really intentional about who you're spending time with. One thing that I sometimes do is I will just curiously pay attention to how I'm feeling after leaving being around certain people. I think we can all identify people that every time we leave seeing them, we feel super uplifted, we feel awesome. And then there are certain people after we spend time with, we feel really drained and really low. It's okay to have a balance of those kind of people in your life, but just in the beginning, try to lean more, t- lean more on, I should say, the people that are going to leave you feeling super uplifted. That worked tremendously for me. And I noticed after my breakup, I did take a break from being around certain friends, not because I didn't love them, but just because there were certain people I had in my life who were so healing for me and other people that just weren't. And that's okay. We all, everyone has a different capacity to be able to help. And 
just because you need to, you know, spend more time with certain people doesn't mean you don't love your other friends. But that has worked really well for me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So tip number four on adding more positivity into your life and staying optimistic after your breakup is I want you to make a list of 25 things that you like about yourself. This probably seems like a very weird, daunting task. The first time I was given this exercise by someone, I thought, you must be out of your mind. I didn't think that complimenting myself was a good thing. I thought it meant I was egotistical. But being able to point out positive things about yourself is so healing. It's so loving. It does not mean that you're cocky or egotistical. It is an amazing act of self-love. So this is not going to be, and it for some of you, it may not be an easy exercise. For me, it was very difficult and it took me quite a while to get it done. But I want you to start off by just writing what comes to mind. This can be on the outside. I want you to make sure there's a good balance of external and internal things. So things you like about your physicality, things you like on the inside. What are your favorite characteristics about yourself? What are you really good at? Write down as many as you can think of. And if you end up getting stuck, ask your friends. Say, hey, I'm doing this exercise that I heard on a podcast and I would love some help. 
Ask them to identify their favorite things about you. Not only will this help you complete your exercise, but it's really hard sometimes to see people, to see ourselves the way other people see us. And it's really reassuring to know how our best friends see us. It's so, it's, we're too close a lot of the time and we're so hard on ourselves. We're our biggest critics. So this can be a great positive exercise for you to know how adored you are, how loved you are, and how other people see you. So make that list of 25 things. It will be, I promise, an instant self-esteem booster. And if you start getting down on yourself, pull that list out. Keep it in your phone. Keep it in your nightstand journal that hopefully by listening to this podcast, you have a journal by now because I mention it in every episode. But try doing that. I can absolutely assure you that you will be feeling a lot more positive after doing it. Tip number five is don't fall into the comparison trap on social media. We can do this. I mean, we do this all the time, regardless of if we're going through a breakup. It's easy to look at all these fitness influencers and think, I'll never look like that. Therefore, I'm not good enough. It's easy to see people wearing all these clothes that we can't afford and having this style that maybe just isn't us. It's just on a regular basis easy to fall into that comparison trap, but after going through a breakup, it can become a lot more intensified. Not only are we probably still comparing ourselves to other women, but we are also looking at these couple goal photos. We're looking at people getting engaged. We're looking at people getting married. It's just really easy to go into a really dark place after doing that. So I'm not going to necessarily recommend not going on social media because I do think there are a lot of benefits to it. Being able to distract yourself, looking at productive and helpful accounts. So I don't want to say don't go on social media, but again, this is more about paying close attention and being really intentional about where you're putting your energy on social media. For example, if there is someone in your life that posts nonstop sappy photos with captions about how much she loves her partner, why don't you can just mute them for a little bit. It doesn't have to be permanently, but you can just mute them for a little bit and give yourself a break from, I think, We, our ego tries to trick us a lot of the time after a breakup and tries to trick us into thinking that we can handle a lot of things. Sure, you can handle looking at that stuff, but is that going to help you? Probably not. It's so much better to let our ego go and come to realize that we are really delicate after a breakup and that's okay. That's so normal. So don't let your ego get in the way of telling you that you can handle things when you can't. So if you're on social media and someone, someone's account, not that they're doing it at you, it's never intentional, but if someone's account is making you feel poorly about yourself and your breakup, just mute them for a little bit. Okay. And the last tip is do things that make you feel joyful. This can be big things like, you know, booking a trip somewhere, traveling somewhere, but it can also be really little things like going on a walk, listening to your favorite 
artist from like when you were in middle school. Honestly, I love getting in the car and listening to like 90s pop and just singing, like doing car karaoke. That brings me so much joy and it's something that is super accessible and I can do on a very regular basis. And Obviously, we probably are still going to have to work. We're still going to have adult responsibilities that are not going to be fun. But again, this is all about finding small ways to inject positivity into your life. So after work, carve out 30 minutes to do something that you love. Take a bath. Go on a walk. Get in the car and, and drive listening to music. Call your favorite friend. Maybe it's you have like a game on your phone that you can just get lost in for 30 minutes. Like do something like that. And this is also a time, I'll give you, the best way for me to describe this is to give you an example. So I am definitely very avid about working out, but there are certain things that I love doing to work out. And then there are certain things that I don't necessarily love, but I know they're good for me, so I still do them anyway. My favorite way to work out is kickboxing and dancing. Those are my two absolute favorites. But I also know that I should do weight training. I know that I should do yoga so I can stay flexible. But after my breakup, I'm not gonna, I, I'm just not gonna force myself to do yoga and to do strength training. Because again, I'm in this stage where I need all the good stuff I can get. So I'm going to spend a month after my breakup, I'm only going to do dancing and, and boxing because that's fun for me. I'm not going to force myself to do something that's, that you know is voluntary and is not going to be fun for me. So think, think of that example when you are planning stuff out. Yes, there are commitments that we have to do and we have to stick with that we're not going to want to do. But when you have the choice and when you have the opportunity to choose something fun over something that maybe you dread or something that doesn't have to be done, but maybe you just should get it done, choose the fun thing right now. You can, you, you know, this is a time where you can inject a little bit more fun. You can put off responsibilities for a little while. It's not going to kill you. And it's going to serve so much in your breakup recovery. Those are all the tips. Again, I wanted to end this by making sure I tell you that it is okay to feel negative. It is absolutely normal to feel negative. And there will probably be days where you might try all six of these exercises and you're still going to feel like crap. And that's totally okay too. After a breakup, it's so important to enjoy the times that you're feeling good. And by enjoy, I mean don't feel guilty about it. Don't think like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Really just savor and enjoy the good times. And then remember that the bad times are going to pass. And that's okay too. It's all part of the healing process. Another part of the this too shall pass, which I use a lot, is that I don't think we talk about a lot, but this too shall pass, good and bad. Good things will come to an end and sad times will come to an end. So it's just really important to try to stay present as much as possible and kind of roll with the punches of your emotions. Have that toolkit of things that you know are going to work for you for when, you know, a strong sense of negative comes over you. But just remember that it's okay no matter what you're feeling everything's valid. 
I hope that was helpful and I will see you guys on here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.